At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. It is Holden with Beeson. I am back. And it's good to be back here in Denver. It's been a lot of traveling, a lot of road trips, and a long time in Las Vegas. For me, four and a half days in Las Vegas is uh, a long time. Uh, it's it, it's tough to stay awake, I would say. I was doing two days for the mothership on Vison. Want to thank everybody, John Goulet and Bill D and the rest of the crew there. Uh, it was just wonderful going out and having a chance to do live shows on the mothership. Uh, and to plug this program as well, and to plug Bet Rivers. But again, I was doing two days. Did uh, my guys in the desert in the afternoon, and then at night I'd do the nightcap. And thanks to everybody I worked with as well, Wes Reynolds and Febby and all the guys um, and women that I worked with. Stephanie, the wonderful producer, Britton. It was a blast having a chance to do it on a national level again. So uh, thanks to Visa for having me out there. And hopefully I'll be doing more sooner and later. Now, I have been gone from the Denver City cast now for a little while. A lot of catching up to do. But I guess if you're going to take vacation, your two weeks of vacation, you might as well do it in July. One being the All-Star break and the other being last week. So we have camp open now. I'm going to get into that on the front range for so many different ways to look at it. Of course, Patrick Sertan getting some major kudos from Broncos camp. And I've got to revisit. My bet, 100-1 to one, on this young man winning the Defensive Player of the Year award. Something else I think that's cool on Bet Rivers right now, it, when you go to the front page, it just says Broncos season bets. We'll get into that because there's a lot of season bets, and they all put it in just one little spot 
so we can find everything and bet that way. And I also want to get into this Deshaun Watson decision. A lot of it's very, 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 I would say, uh, emotional for a lot of people. So we'll get into that. But we'll start with the front range four. Four biggest sports stories on the front range. I've got the Broncos season bets. I've got, am I too high on the Broncos? Because I had a lot of conversation with the national broadcasters over at VEASAN. And I might be. I might be. But let's get into number one on the front range four. And that would be the Denver Broncos betting markets for 2022 and 2023. So again, we go back and to make the playoffs, I think we got in at minus 121. Yeah, right. And we've seen this go from the um, low 150s all the way into the 120s to make the playoffs for the Broncos is minus 139 to miss it plus 115. So heavy juice to the over here. And I'm on the record saying I think they're getting to the playoffs, expanded playoffs too. You know, Russell Wilson has just changed everything. And this is a team with a tremendous defense up front. The questions will be at linebacker, uh, but the secondary is pretty nasty too. It's gonna, here, Here's another thing, and I'll dive into it later on, but Ronald Darby is going to get a lot of work this year, especially the way Sertan is going to be playing. He's going to take away half the field. Ronald Darby better be ready. Uh, we'll see if the, second, if, if the special teams improves to where it needs to be. Uh, but again, if you just look at the rest of the a a at the AFC, the Bills, just about a lock. Who's a lock from the AFC North? Is it the Bengals and the Steelers or the Bengals and the Ravens? Let's put those two teams in there. Somebody's going to win the South. I think that's going to be the Colts. And then whoever wins the AFC West. And let's say that the Broncos don't win the AFC West. Can they be better than the Chargers? Can they be better? And it's just one team they got to be better than. Can they be better than the Raiders? Can they be better than the Chargers? Can they be better than the Dolphins? The Patriots. So I'm looking a minimum of 10 and 7 on this team this year. And it wouldn't shock me. It would be a little surprising if they won the division. But it wouldn't really blow my mind if they won this division. Now, division finishing position. This is another one I love. This is a great bet. Great prop on Bet Rivers. To win the division, they're plus 270. Um, to win the division, plus 270. To finish second, plus 245. And to finish third, plus 250. To finish fourth is plus 320. What is the most likely outcome of events for me? They finish second. You know, either the Chiefs take a step back or the Chargers don't live up to their expectations because I will be on record continuing to say this. The Raiders are the fourth team in the division. So there might be a way to handle this if you wanted to bet on them finishing second and finishing third. You're still going to get plus money. You're going to get either plus 45 or plus 50 if they finish second or third. But the problem is with that, could they finish last? I mean, that would take an injury, a couple of major injuries. That could always happen in the NFL. You could say that about every team. And also, you could say the same thing about them finishing first. You know, if Russell Wilson really is as great as he is, and he fits in this well with a better team, with a better offensive system, then they could finish first. So I'm not going to put a bet down on the division finishing position as of yet, but my best guess they finish second. Is it possible they finish third? Yeah. Number of games won in the regular season. You know I'm already in on this. Over 10, minus 110. 
you can go under 10 as well. So number of games, one of the regular season, that is the next one that you could bet at Bet Rivers. Over eight and a half. I mean, why are we bothering with this? It would be a catastrophe if they struggled to get to nine wins. Uh, nine and eight would be an unsuccessful season. Minus 295 to go over eight and a half, plus 225 to go under eight and a half. So an eight and nine season, you're getting plus 225. I mean, at that point, an eight and nine season, at plus 320, they'd finish fourth. Over 11 and a half, that for me, oof. Now we're talking about a 12 and five season. I mean, I like this team. To me, the range of outcomes is, is 10 or 11 wins. Uh, which again, if you bet over 10, if they finish on 10, you get your money back. They go over, you win that bet. But over 11 and a half at plus 230, that's an interesting number. I don't think they're going 12 and five though. Again, I think there's a 10 or 11 win team. Under 11 and a half wins, minus 305. Minus 305, that's heavy. Uh, last bit of Broncos season bets we can get into, the stage of elimination. Again, we already talked about them not making the playoffs. It's sitting there at plus 115, and that's that's the number here. Defeated in the wild card round, plus 300. Defeated in the divisional round, the second round, plus 400. Defeated in the AFC Championship game, 8-1. to one. To lose in the Super Bowl, 18-1. to one. And to win the Super Bowl, plus 1,700, 17-1. Good luck figuring out exactly where they lose or how they win the Super Bowl. Again, 17 to one's pretty nice. It's a nice price, but not to make the playoffs plus 115. I don't buy it uh, for them to lose in one of the first two rounds. How do you really cap that at this point? So much changes over the season. So I'm going to stay away from this bet here, but I do, again, the, the plays here, if you want to bet them to go to the playoffs, minus 139, the juice is too much for me. But if you are 100% set on them getting into the playoffs, then go bet the number. Go bet the number. For me, it's over 10. It's a nice price, minus 110. All right, that's number one on the front range for the four biggest sports stories on the front range. Now, am I too high on the Broncos? That's number two. That is number two on the front range four. <clears throat> so I want to read to you some things that I'm hearing at a camp right now, whether it be from the Athletic or the Denver Post or wherever. A lot of things coming out about training camp. We love training camp. I'm super excited that training camp is here. But am I too high on the Broncos thinking that they're going to go 11-6 and six this year? Because, again, going and being around the national pundits at uh, VEASAN, I would say it was a good two-thirds of them say, yeah, they're going to the playoffs. And maybe a third said, nah, they're not going to get out of it. So a lot of people over there at VEASAN thinking, like me, they're going to win 10 or 11 games to get to the playoffs. But let's hear from Nick Kosminer from The Athletic. After two days, it's clear Wilson wants to press his foot firmly on the accelerator. The results haven't always been perfect, but the increased pace of the offense is unmistakable, even when measured against the workouts of the offseason program. Interesting. Interesting stuff here, and I'll add this. The Broncos ranked 28th in pace of play last year from football outsiders. I mean, they were just going to slow it down because they didn't have the offense to keep up. Uh, it took them 29 and about 29 and a half seconds between plays. The league average was 27.9, and last year Wilson was at 26.7. So a very fast offense last year. But 
I've now got some time to finally see what some of the quote unquote experts are saying and what some of the former players are saying. And on NFL Network, this to me was absolutely fascinating. It was LaDainian Tomlinson. I love LaDainian Tomlinson. I know there's quite a few Broncos fans that don't like LaDainian Tomlinson. I love the dude. He was one of my favorite players while he was playing. He won me some fantasy football championships. So, yes, I love the man. Uh, also, Maurice Jones-Drew, who I've done shows with, fantasy shows with. He's big into the fantasy world, and he was on there too. So, LT and MJD. They say the defense in the running game is going to win the games for the Broncos because Wilson can't succeed with 40-plus pass attempts per game. Do I think that Russell Wilson's going to consistently get 40-plus pass attempts per game? No, absolutely not. He's going to have to be efficient like Aaron Rodgers in this offense. Now, they also said Wilson's skill set has diminished with age. I'm not so sure about that. His arm looks to be the same. He doesn't seem to have slowed down very much. So as far as the skill set diminishing with age, I'm not getting that. But I am going to say this. I think this team is in trouble if they throw 40 times a game. The defense can be elite. The running game can be elite. And there really should be no reason while you're putting the ball in the hands of Russell Wilson to throw it 40 times a game. I am a guy that loves a wide open offense. I am a guy that loves passing the football. I love seeing that stuff. But when you look at the numbers for Russell Wilson, when he throws the ball 40 plus times per game, it's a losing record. I think out of the last five, he's one in four. Now that's not to say that the Seahawks roster is anywhere near as good as the Broncos roster, but it is a cause for concern. So what do I think ultimately about Russell Wilson? I'm all over it. I just think this guy has changed everything about this town. I think he's changed a lot about this city. There's a buzz about this team now. There was a loss of hope for a while. I mean, we got record-breaking um, attendance for these training camps, for these practices. It's amazing the type of buzz he's brought here. But do I think letting Russ cook, so to say, is a great idea? No. Not when you have the great running game and possibly a great defense. I think Russell Wilson, what we want to see out of him is more Aaron Rodgers and not more Justin Herbert. You know, Justin Herbert, throw the ball 40 times a game. He's shown he could do it. Russell Wilson's kind of shown that you don't want him to throw 40 times a game. It's okay if he does. It means it's a shootout or maybe you got to come back, but you'd prefer it to be in the low 30s. All right, that's the first thing. Maybe I'm too high on them, right? Maybe I'm just too high on Russell Wilson. Maybe it'll take a while for the offense to mesh and the passing game to take off, you know? Uh, again, the passing game, these wide receivers do not have a monster track record. Cortland Sutton has one terrific season. Jerry Judy has not put together a, a good season through his first two years between the injuries and the lack of production that drops his rookie year. Tim Patrick has always been a solid receiver. He's going to be asked to be the number two receiver, though, in two wide receiver sets. So that's one thing. A lot of, a lot of questions to be answered with this wide receiver core. I, I, the more I look at it, the, the higher I am on Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton should be top 10 in the league in receiving yards he should be what he could do yards after the catch his big body 
Again, I don't think this team throws the ball 40 times, but I think Cortland Sutton gets peppered. But what about the other receivers? What about Tim Patrick taking the next step this far into his career? What about Jerry Judy finally turning into a legitimate option? Maybe I'm overlooking it. But again, I don't think I'm too high on, uh, on this team. I think Willis, Russell Wilson makes these guys better. Russell Wilson turns Cortland Sutton into a perennial all pro, uh, pro bowler. Russell Wilson turns Jerry Judy into just a monster out of the slot. Russell Wilson turns Tim Patrick into a legitimate number two wide receiver in this league. Am I too high on the Broncos because they lack a legit number one tight end option? I'll say this. That is a legit concern for me. Yes, that is a legitimate concern for me, the tight end. Albert O, for all we've talked about him, he does not have a track record. Sure, they went out and they drafted a rookie. He's not, Dulcich is not going to play a big part in this. Rookie tight ends just don't produce. And we've seen this year after year after year. If Kyle Pitts couldn't do it on a consistent basis, especially in the first half of last season, it's not happening here. So Russ loves to use his tight ends in the red zone. Let's see if Alberto can prove himself. Let's see if he can. What about the offensive line? Um, so we've got Moody receiving some first team work in place of Quinn Miners, okay, who worked with the second team. You've got the offensive line group remaining unchanged in the first few practices. Garrett Bowles at left tackle, Dalt Reisner at left guard, Cushenberry center. Calvin Anderson, right tackle. And then Graham Gaslow is under center on the second team. Questions about this offensive line. I actually thought, and you look at the numbers, pro football focus, pro football outsiders, they all said it was an above average offensive line this year. They keep getting crushed nationally. Now they had to remake some of this offensive line because it's going to be a different system and a wide zone scheme and all that. I almost think if there's going to be massive improvement in the offensive line, it's going to be because of the scheme. But am I too high on the offensive line? Because now you have a new scheme that they're trying to learn and you have a new quarterback behind center? Possibly. But again, I'm going to take the optimistic route here and say this offensive line is being built for the scheme and they will be able to protect, protect Russell Wilson and this team is coming off a good season or this unit's coming off a good season, the offensive line unit. Now, what about defense? So there is some concern about defense. I think that this defense uh, last year was an A. Uh, I mean, they were just remarkable, especially given that the offense wasn't doing anything. They were forced to be on the field a lot. They were not amazing inside the 20s, but you got into the red zone and there was a lot of issues uh, for the opposing offense. So what do they have here? They brought in DJ Jones, Deshaun Williams. So you, you beef up your defensive line. Now we know that linebacker could be a major question mark. Bradley Chubb has not been able to stay healthy. Nick Benito's there, but Bradley Chubb, in order for this defense to be a top five defense this season, especially with the pace of play increasing, or you would think it's increasing, they're going to be on the field. Um, maybe even as much as they were last year, Bradley Chubb has to be healthy. And he just has not stayed on the field. The good news is coming up on a contract year, and that's what we want to see. You know, he came out pro bowl player. He's one of the biggest dudes with the speed he has. He should own, he should own the NFL. 
Got to stay healthy, though. Josie Jewell, injured last year. Another injury. Randy Gregory, still on the pup. Three of your four starting linebackers, lots of question marks. So maybe I'm a little too high on this defense because of the linebacking position. Defensively, I'm happy, though. In the secondary, you've got the great Patrick Sertan. You've got Ronald Darby, above average. You got a couple of really good safeties Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, uh, Caden Stearns will be there. And then Quan Williams is going gonna, is gonna to work in the slot. So defensively, it comes down to, to Bradley Chubb for me being healthy, playing at least 15 games, and Randy Gregory getting off so they can get that pass rush. We have not seen Bradley Chubb stay healthy though. So am I too high on the Broncos defense? I still don't think so. But one player I think is going to mean a lot here, and that's Bradley Chubb. I know he wasn't around very much last year, but the, again, a new scheme. I think Vic Fangio really coached this defense up. So outside of Patrick Sertan and the, the defensive line, I do have some questions here. Am I too high on the Broncos? No, I don't think I am. I still think this is an 11-win team, 11-6, and six, despite all of the things I just told you. You know, Russell Wilson might have to pass too much. The offensive line has to mesh. The lack of a legitimate tight end one option, at least from a previous a prior production standpoint. And then defensively with the, the injury issues. Yeah, there's a lot of them. But my counterpoint is this. Russell Wilson changes everything. They have a quarterback. They have confidence in the wide receivers. And even Albert O, they take their game to the next level because they have somebody competent throwing the football. Do you think DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are going to be as productive this year with Drew Locke and Geno Smith? No, no. They were very productive under Russell Wilson, though. I don't think Wilson's skill set has diminished with age. I think the offensive line works it out. They get this scheme. And I think defensively, there's enough talent here, especially in the secondary with the pass rush, that if Bradley Chubb has to miss major time or if Randy Gregory is a bust, they can still be a well above average defense. Am I too high on the Broncos? No. That was number two on the front range for the four biggest sports stories on the front range. But I want to get back to our guy here. Number three on the front range for Patrick Sertan. Here's what they're saying about Patrick Sertan. Sertan is the Broncos' best player, period. That was the Denver Post. The Athletic. One thing the Broncos' new franchise quarterback hasn't been able to figure out in these early days of camp, how to get the best of second-year quarter cornerback Patrick Sertan. I'll go over to him each and every day and say, can you let us complete a pass, please? Offensive coordinator Justin Outen said. Just once. The dude's great, and this, my friends, is why I took a deep, deep stab on Patrick Sertan, Defensive Player of the Year, at 100-1 to 1 on Bet Rivers. And I'll say it again. He's at 100-1. to 1. Bradley Chubb's at 35-1. to 1. Just two quarterbacks, just two cornerbacks, have won the Defensive Player of the Year since 2009. Charles Woodson and Stephon Gilmore. Defensive linemen have won six of eight. But given everything that has come out about Patrick Sertan since camp started, even in the offseason, you've got Justin Outen, the offensive coordinator. Please, please stop beating us up. 
the Denver Post saying Sertan's their best player. And it just reaffirms what I thought about him. I think he turns into the best cornerback in the National Football League this year. And while six of eight defensive players of the year have gone to defensive linemen, and only two of one defensive player of the year since 2009, Charles Woodson back in 09, and Stefan Gilmore in 2019, it's possible. That price of 100 to 1, I can't pass it up. I can't pass it up. He's the Broncos' best player. He's going to be the best cornerback in the National Football League by the end of the year. And I'm telling you right now, he's going to at least be in the mix. So here's what he did to Tyreek, Jamar Chase, McLaurin, and Odell Beckham. Zero yards receiving against Patrick Sertan. Zero. That's impressive, huh? He had at least 10 coverage snaps against all of them. T. Higgins had six yards, by the way. The stud T. Higgins. There, he is going to be taking half of the field away. So a lot's going to be on Ronald Darby. Get ready, Ronald Darby. They're going to be going your way, my friend. They're going to be going your way a lot, trying to stay away from Sertan. Also, also, Sertan allowed just a 56% completion percentage into his coverage on 530 pass attempts last year. What, what do you say this thing drops down to about 50%? He just takes away half the field, and it's a really good bet in my estimation. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. Just want to mention that uh, the Broncos are, have activated K.J. Hamler off a of pup. So the knee surgeries, the hip surgery, you know, he's, he's ACL and hip surgeries came back faster. This dude could be a nice little deep threat for this team for Russell Wilson, and I don't think he can have enough of those. All right, we'll come back. Deshaun Watson will be number four on the front range four. Stick around more of the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers to come. Bet Rivers is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com to sign up. Must be 21. Must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. We'll get into Deshaun Watson and the Front Range Four in just a second, but Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boosts on all tennis wagers. Visit BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to get a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right. Log in every Wednesday, automatically receive a 20% profit boost, and now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the BetRivers app. Heat up your summer with the BetRivers Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. You got to be 21. You must be located in Colorado. And if you have a gambling problem, please, please, please call one 800 522 4,700. Okay, we'll get into Deshaun Watson. That is the uh, number four here on the front range for four biggest stories on the front range. Heck, um, if it wasn't for the Broncos, it would be the biggest story. But Deshaun Watson gets six games, okay? We all know the background here. If you don't use the internet, uh, there were claims of 23 women settled by Watson for a nonviolent sexual assault. 
There were claims of 30 women settled by the Texans, who apparently are not really getting punished for this at all. There was a pattern of egregious behavior found by the judge, okay, Judge Robinson. And uh, here's the most interesting thing. No massages allowed outside the team. I don't know how you enforce that, but it was interesting. The judge kind of made a point here like, hey, uh, you're a serial you know, sexual assaulter, uh, nonviolent, of course, and uh, you're not allowed to get massages outside of the team. And again, let's say he's injured and he strains a hamstring and the training staff can't take care of that. Then what does he do? Is he going to go somewhere else? Is he going to go somewhere else and do that? I, I don't know, but it does seem like a very odd clause in all of this. Now, there's likely going to be an appeal from the NFL for the six games. And ultimately, Goodell has the final say. There are reports that uh, the NFL wanted a suspension of Deshaun Watson for all of this season with a reinstatement next year, hinging on specific conditions. And the league said its request was unprecedented because this conduct by Watson was unprecedented. Don't forget that just because the judge handed down six games doesn't mean that Roger Goodell's going to hand down six games. Now, he's given slaps on the wrist to owners like Robert Kraft, who went to get happy endings, uh, possibly with um, women that have been sex trafficked. A, a lot of the women that are the places that he went, that's pretty serious. Got a slap on the hand. Got a slap on the hand. But I think that Goodell, there's a, there's a decent chance he comes back and he makes this go from six games to a lot more. Okay, so the NFL has three days to appeal with the possibility of um, uh, of an extension. But the fact that this guy saved $11.3 million with a revision to his 2022 salary from his original contract, just amazing. He really got, uh, he got off easy here to me. Now I know there's, there's, it's probably been very stressful for him off the field, but if you do what he allegedly did here and the judge even found that it was pretty bad behavior, I don't have any, I, I don't have any sympathy or definitely empathy for the man. No, not whatsoever. Um, so while he's suspended now, Watson cannot practice with the Browns. He cannot attend any games. And that starts September 5th. No contact with any member of the coaching staff either, or the operations department, personnel department. So he has to be a pariah. He has to go away and he has to be as far away as possible. So there's a lot of thoughts here on the six-game suspension, okay? First of all, how does Judge Robinson, the person who came down with the six games, say that his conduct was egregious and then they gave him six games? I mean, of course the league should appeal that. Egregious behavior and you get six games? Now let me also address something else. Like Calvin Ridley, bet on teams, he got all these games. You know, this guy did this and got all of these games. Every single case is different, okay? They're all different. And they're all up there for different reasons. Ezekiel Elliott had some, some issues. Uh, a lot of guys have had issues here with the league. So I'm not here to, to, to compare Calvin Ridley's suspension of over season to Deshaun Watson and what he did. These, to me, are individual cases, and they should be handled like that, okay? But... To say it's an egregious conduct and only get six games, kind of a joke. 
So the 16-page report is out. Robinson said, quote unquote, the preponderance, preponderance of evidence, more likely than not, found that Watson was in violation of, uh, of the player's contract in three different ways. Nonviolent sexual assault, posing a danger to safety and well-being of another, and undermining the integrity of the NFL. Well, first of all, let's not worry about the integrity of the NFL. Um, I think that was kind of shed a long time ago over numerous decisions, but nobody seems to care about that. No one cares, right? Uh, Judge Robinson rejected Deshaun Watson's categorical denyings of wrongdoing, along with his denial that he ever developed an erection during a massage. In the most tactful way possible, she concluded that he lied while testifying about the most important aspects of the case. And that was one I took from Pro Football Focus. Uh, pro, fo pro Football Talk, I should say. Pro Football Talk. He just... I mean, he did what he did. And even the judge said that. And, and again, six games, it doesn't make sense to me. Did she come out with six games knowing that the NFL was going to appeal? Um, it's just not a lot. When the, when the judge says that the behavior is egregious and then gives him a soft punishment, I just don't understand where this comes from. Um, so hopefully, Roger Goodell is going to go out and uh, he's going to suspend... Uh, Watson for a longer period of time and then the NFLPA gets involved and they're going to say no you know I would not be shocked to see Goodell say he's out for the season I would not be shocked to see Goodell say he's out for a dozen games if this thing stays at six and Goodell is like oh that was fine he paid the price he paid that to me is going to be the biggest joke out there because again Reportedly, the NFL wanted a full year suspension. For those of you saying, well, he was out last year. He was suspended all last year. No, he wasn't. He asked for a trade from the Texans. He didn't practice, and then all this crap came out about him. I mean, could you make the case that you know, he was never going to play, even if he didn't ask for a trade? I don't think you could prove that. So last year was about him forcing a trade, and obviously he was an outcast. Now... This is a legitimate suspension. Six games should be more, though. Anyways, we are a betting show. So let's go look at how the lines have moved here with the Browns currently sitting at plus 275 to win the division. So a lot shorter odds now. At plus 1,300, the Browns have shorter odds than the Patriots and the Titans to win the AFC. Just for reference, the Broncos are plus 850. The Browns are now plus 1,300. How does this all work out? Jacoby Brissett is the starting quarterback. Okay, and he gets to play, and this is just the first six weeks of the season. He gets to play the Panthers, the Jets, the Steelers, the Falcons, the Chargers, and the Patriots. The Jets and the and the Panthers. I mean, there's still a running game and a defense in Cleveland. They could win a game, maybe two there. Steelers, not good at quarterback. Falcons, possibly the worst team in the NFL. Then you get the Chargers and the Patriots, but. Two and four, three and three. Is that enough for Watson to come in over the last 11 games and try and pick things up and go eight and three? And this team gets into the playoffs or even seven and four. You know, 10 wins could get you into the playoffs. Uh, I am not betting against the Browns to miss the playoffs as of now. Now, I get it. I get it. There could be a longer suspension on the horizon for this man, but. That soft schedule, the rest of the team, again, the defense and the running game, and then Watson looming after that. 
I mean, to make the playoffs, even money. To miss, minus 121. Minus, so, so they are even money to make the playoffs. Juice to the juice to no at minus 121. So the books are saying, eh, maybe he comes back and he takes care of business. Because he's not getting less than six games at this point. Uh, to in, in the division, to win the division, plus 275. Second, 220. Third, plus 200. Fourth, plus 450. Number of games won in the regular season, nine and a half. That is, that, that's set perfectly. Like I said, 10 games. 10 and seven. Um, could we see a nine and eight? Yeah. And I think that's going to take a two and four start. But let's also not forget, is Watson just going to step in here and be great from the get-go? Like, he's had one partial offseason with the Browns. He's going to have no contact, allegedly, with the team for the first five games. And there's also the possibility that this suspension is longer. So logic would tell me that you take the under nine and a half minus 125, but there's still a path. And I see this, the path for them to get to 10 wins is not difficult enough for me to bet them under nine and a half. I just can't do it. Now, not to make the playoffs. We already did this minus 121 um, to make the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl 25 to one. I don't think either one of those things happen. But for me, the big one right now, do they make the playoffs? Minus 121. And I still need to know more about Deshaun Watson's future before we place a bet there. But it's interesting, to say the least. Fascinating, to say the least. And I think that the fact that the judge comes out and says Mr. Watson's pattern of conduct is more egregious than anyone before reviewed by the NFL... That's a strong statement, and he deserves more than six games. All right, we're done here. Come back. Might do a special show tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Uh, our buddy Ian St. Clair will be on later in the week. We got Joe Madden, she's going to hop on. we got a lot of other things besides for football to discuss. We'll have the Major League Baseball trade deadline here. And as I talk on this Monday, there's a lot of movement going on right now. I'll leave you with this, my buddy Ian Harditz, Pro Football Focus. Tim Patrick has as many receiving touchdowns as every other Broncos wide receiver combined over the past two seasons. Like none of you even care. That's 11 touchdowns with two bad quarterbacks. Pretty good. Didn't Kendall Hinton take one of those games too? But uh, we won't count that. Impressive. Most impressive. Thanks to Stephen Young, our producer. I'll be back probably tomorrow on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers.